Welcome to Kansas City Real Talk, brought to you by KCRAR. I'm Bobby Howe. And I'm Alex Caring. And Bobby, God, you sound so sultry today. I know. I have a super deep voice. And you know, it's really, really interesting that when we recorded several weeks ago, <laughs> you had the really deep, sultry it's a, voice. It's a coincidence. Okay? It, it's completely a coincidence because I had the day prior or the three days prior to you and I recording, I'd had a roommate at an event in Florida Realtors, and she had laryngitis, and she said, but don't worry, it's not contagious. <laughs> I was with her from a Tuesday to a Thursday. We recorded on a Friday, and you had laryngitis, and you said, don't, don't worry, worry, it's, it's not, not contagious. contagious. <laughs> and then if you do Google laryngitis, it is contagious if there's an underlying infection. Well, Just yeah, right. FYI. Yeah. So then that was Friday. And then Sunday, I woke up and didn't have a voice. Well, laryngitis is literally just, you don't have a voice. Yeah. It, it, yeah I, it's I just felt a phys- broad. <laughs> I felt physically fine. My throat was fine. I just didn't have a voice. Yeah. And then I went and ran 20 miles within 24 hours. And I've gotten into a full-blown respiratory infection. Oh. So. Yeah, because so apparently you shouldn't do all those things. Yeah, and probably not at the same time. And yeah, probably not. Interesting. So I know you're an avid reader. Yes. Have you read the book Breath before? Breath? No. It doesn't sound like a very exciting topic, but it is hands down one of the coolest and most interesting books that I've read. Can you in, tell me a bit more years. about it for Alex's book bit? It is about breath. Well, I kind of figured that much based on the name, genius. <laughs> so, so, all right. I, the, the, uh, so it's really interesting. Uh, the, the whole book is about the difference in our, uh, in our bodies when we breathe through our nose versus breathing through our mouth. And, um, are you a mouth breather? I, I, so <laughs> luckily, we say luckily I don't think that I, I am too much of a mouth breather. Um, but I, uh, I have, since I read the book, I've started taping my mouth shut at night. So I Y'all, look insane. I wish you could see Amber's face right now because that yeah. was worth every penny of what I, you just said. So I, I have this stuff and we should, I mean, we should get some money for this. It's called hostage tape. So what? It, yeah, this I is know. getting worse, Alex. I know, I know, but it's it's specifically for taping your mouth shut uh, while you're sleeping. The idea being that you will exclusively breathe through your nose, and I will tell you that my quality of sleep has improved dramatically. Okay, as a result, which is kind of the idea. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to uh, help uh, avoid any issues with sleep apnea. Anyway, it's a really interesting. Uh, book. I would strongly recommend it. I learned a ton about it. Some of the like largest health concerns uh, in the United States can be impacted and avoided simply by breathing through your nose. Wow. Okay. So, so read the book. It's crazy. Kansas City Real Talk brought to you by Hostage Tape. <laughs> I'm just saying. I the the best part is I'll put the so it's this black tape. Oh my god, it and, gets worse. Yeah. And it looks like it it looks like some kind of a political statement. Like you put it on and you take a picture, mm-hmm. like quit censoring me. Like that's that's kind of right. like the the image. Um and so I'll put it on and then I'll walk up to Sarah and act like I uh, want to give her a kiss goodnight with the hostage tape on mm-hmm. and she giggles and pushes me away. And it's really adorable. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> How far away is she from having a baby? Two weeks. Yeah. So I'm thinking this works out really well while she's still pregnant. <laughs> Afterwards, it gets a little awkward. 
I'm just saying, Alex. <laughs> there, my timing's pretty, my timing might be strategic on this. So anyway, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there you go. I'm just thinking if my husband started coming to bed with tape on his mouth, that would, that would send me lots of signals. I'm going to do it for 60 days total. Okay, and how many days in are you? I am three weeks in. Three weeks in, yeah. okay. I've had a couple of days where I had to skip. Um, I will say that um, one thing that Hostage Tape could our sponsor uh, could could work on. <laughs> They're not our sponsor, by the way. That's a joke. Uh, but what they they could work on, I did have some acne around my mouth, um, and I'm like, hey, this that doesn't work. Right. That. Well, that's um, what I was just thinking. Yeah. Just the just the residue left yeah. over. Then because you talk about you know, there's been a couple of days I've skipped. I'm like. There's a couple nights I skip my retainer at night, but that's a totally different story than putting right. tape on my mouth. This, this like, uh, it, it, they try to make you feel better because it smells like tea. Like, it smells like it's like an herbal sticky thing that you're putting on your mouth. This is, like, get, it's, it's is super it's just getting too weird for you guys. It is. You, okay, read breath, though. I, I will read And then you're going to be convinced. You're going to read it, and you're going to be like, I'm getting myself some hostage tape. It's going to make my real estate sales better. It's a good thing I'm no longer in sales. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> well, that was a fun sidetrack. That was a fun sidetrack. Yeah. So, so this episode comes out <laughs> September 20th. Baby's probably close. Baby's by close. By the time this comes out. Yeah. And the, the day we were recording, I'm going to talk about it because I was excited. Last night was a season opener for football because football is back. And I was there. Oh, yeah. And I watched us get spanked. Oh. The Detroit Lions. Oh, I, I would tell you, what, I walked. There was an there was a strange energy at the gate. Even just like before I even went inside, there was just like I just kept running into Lions fans and Lions fans. And then I get inside, and like there was a whole lot more blue in that stadium than I was prepared for. And they just had a weird energy. And I said something to my son. Um, it was his first game he'd ever attended. Uh, we were guests of the Kansas City Chiefs, so they put us up in a suite and they gave us field passes to go down Jeez. onto the field. I know his first game, and he's got a suite and a field pass. Poor kid. He's, yeah, spoiled uh, for life. I, I know. Like he's never going to be able to go stay at a Holiday Inn because he's been staying at Marriott, sort of thing. You know, like we, we it was we had, when we went down to the field, we were like on the main concourse with like all of the people, and he's like, "This is this is like Gen Pop, Mom." And I was like, "Don't say that. Don't say that." <laughs> we were good, um, but there was just a weird energy, and I turned to my Alex, not you, Alex, and I was like, "There's some there's something strange going on with this before the game even started," and then it was, it was it was the game. Well, but. We're we're in the suite, and my son decides he wants um, to have some dessert. So he goes inside, and he comes back, and he's got a bowl that's got a brownie and a big old cookie on top of it. And I was like, really? Both, buddy? He's like, well, I just wanted a brownie. But the, the staff in there, the chief staff, they said, they said to get this cookie. It's a really good cookie. He takes one bite of the cookie, and he just spits it out. And mm. I look at him, and I go, peanuts? And he goes, I think so, but I'm not sure. So he takes a second bite, spits it out, and he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's peanut in this, Mom. And he's got a peanut allergy. And I'm like, mm. ah. So I go inside. And, and to be clear, he's a very mild peanut allergy. Yeah. We've not really had any. He was diagnosed at two and a half, and he's almost 11. We haven't had any scares up to this point. So I go inside. I get him some water, and then I come back in. I'm talking to staff, and I'm like, that, that cookie, I, I think it has peanut butter in it. And the girl goes, no, no, no. It should just be a chocolate chip. It's fine. And I was like... 
I'm telling you, my son is very hyper aware. And she takes one bite and she goes, oh, that's a peanut butter based cookie. And I was, she was like, oh, are we OK? And I was like, I think we're OK. And then I go back outside and my son's like, uh, mom, my throat's starting to close. And I'm like, oh, great. And the staff's like, did you bring your EpiPen? And I'm like, no, I didn't bring my EpiPen to the Chiefs game because I didn't <laughs> plan on my child eating peanuts while we're here. He ended up being fine. But again, it's going back to that, the story you were telling me, and I'll let you tell your story of the taking that first bite and then following through with your instincts. Thank goodness oh, my yeah. kid didn't just continue to chew it because they told him he should eat it. So, so Alex, what was, what was your uh, situation Well, recently? you just told the story about the smart Alex, so I'll tell the story about the dumb <laughs> Alex. Um, I, was, uh, I ordered a protein shake from an establishment that will remain unnamed. Anonymous. Anonymous. Unnamed. 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 They'll remain unnamed. Uh, they will remain unnamed. <laughs> and uh, I, I took a sip and I immediately knew, number one, it wasn't what I ordered. And number two, it didn't quite taste right. But I was in a hurry. And so I decided to leave. And I really needed the protein shake. So I went ahead and I drank the shake. I was so sick. Like right away. I, I don't really have much dairy. Like I, I'm, I'm sure there was milk in it, like cow's mm-hmm. milk in it. Um, on top of that, I think the cow's milk might have been bad because it just had that like, like kefir funk going to it without kefir, it being kefir. Kefir Sutherland funk. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, I ended up sicker than a dog for uh, a, a whole day. Basically, luckily, I knew it was food poisoning. Right. It, there you go. But it's you food poisoning. T- it's not contagious. It didn't taste right. <laughs> and yet I'm going to continue to finish it off. Yeah, because I didn't want to inconvenience the people that that gave me the wrong shake. I tipped them. And, and I'm a good tipper. I tipped them like 30 percent to give me the wrong shake. The poisonous, and not even the wrong shake, a poisonous snake shake. A poisonous snake shake. It's bad. And who knows what supplement, and then I realize how stupid I am. Who knows what like random supplements this person added into the shake that I didn't order? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, who knows what it was? All right, you got a book bit. Take some creatine in there? All right. Yeah, I do have a book bit. Shocking. I know. Do, 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 Bobby's book bit. Casey, <laughs> oh, I cannot go high right now. All right. So I picked a book. It's a little bit of an old, well, I say older book. It's like 10 years old, so it's not really that old. And, and, but in, in Amber years and Alex years, it's very old book by being oh, 10 God. years old. It's fine. All right. So the book is <laughs> Jab, Jab, Right Hook by Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, Gary's <laughs> always popular and fun just for his language, if for nothing else. Um, and it's just a message to everyone who's not currently on social media, which I know most of us are on social media, so I'm not really worried about that, but it's about telling the right message so that you'll actually get heard and that people engage with you. So it's not more of just get on social media, because if you don't know to be on social media in 2023, I cannot help you at that point. Um, but the quote from the book is, 99% of people don't market in the year we actually live in, mm. which have you seen some realtors with their marketing lately? <laughs> um, so anyway, so there's three lessons to the book. Lesson one, it, you know this. If you're not on social media, you're going to lose. People are using social media a lot. Wherever the attention is is where the marketers go. So if you aren't on social media, it doesn't matter where you go. You just need to be somewhere. But I'm going to talk a bit, uh, when the third lesson, we'll talk a little bit about maybe where, if you're not putting your focus there right now, Maybe you should turn a little bit. Lesson number two, 
you have to constantly deliver great content that's custom tailored to the platform, meaning the Facebook, the Instas, the TikToks, before asking for something in return. That's where jab, 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 right hook stands for. Mm. Give, 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 and then take. And too often we just get on social media, we blast out about ourselves, and we're not giving anything, we're trying to take first. I think we, we, a lot of times we try to do it the opposite way, take, 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 and then give back. So give back, give content that people want. And I'll tell you right now, and I, he's a former guest on the show, he's one of my favorite human beings in life, and yet lately, like the last six weeks, um, Tommy Choi has had an inspirational, motivational message on his Facebook every single day. And it just, I don't know where he's coming up with the content, but it's fabulous content that gives you a little bit of a different way to look at real estate, to look at the society we're living in. Um, And it's just, he's doing a lot of giving right now. And some of it was he saw his numbers were down and he's already starting to see an uptick in his um, sales and his numbers just simply by changing the way he was doing his messaging from talking about homes and the market to a more motivational, inspirational messaging that he's doing every single day. So give Tommy Choi a look out on Facebook and see what he's doing. I think you'll find some really great content there. And then finally, lesson three, if you want massive engagement across all ages, be on Instagram. Mm. And all my friends are on Instagram. So many people are getting all the engagement on Instagram and even TikTok. But I just, it's just one that I just, it's a rabbit hole I've not gone down. I'm like, I have Instagram and I look at it like every, but I was like, I tagged you in something. And I'm like, I didn't see it. It's just, it's just one of those that for me, at some point in time, you had to start shutting down. You just couldn't do all of them. I couldn't do all of them. I just needed some time to not be completely in my phone all the time. And so it's the one that I've given up on. I feel like Instagram to me is is probably the the most dangerous of them all. Yeah. Because it, th- it has all of the elements of each of the platforms right. is such an easy time suck. And I think that's why I have consciously avoided it, not because yeah. I don't want to see what's out there, because I do, and yet I just know I will lose hours at a time. So Instagram the, could get to the corn kid level. You guys remember yeah, my issue yeah, with the we're, corn we're kid. Not, we're not going back to corn kid. <laughs> um, so the book, Jab, 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 Right Hook, Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, and I think it's probably time to go get our guest. But oh, who what are we is talking our guest? About? Yeah. Us asking each other. All right. So today we're going to bring on Matthew Emery with home warranty. He's going to talk to us about all things home warranty, where the industry might be headed in the shifting market, and so much more. Let's go get Matthew. Welcome back to Kansas City Real Talk, brought to you by KCRAR. Bobby and I are here with Matt Emmerich. It is so great to be with you today. Thank you, sir. I'm happy to be here. Do you prefer Matt or I Matthew? I was getting ready to ask that. <laughs> I was like, he's, it's, everything says Matthew, everything says even Matthew. his name badge. That is the question I get so often. Um, I try to like go professionally as Matthew. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, when I'm acting, and you know, I know yeah, that you're yeah. a performer as well, Alex. I always want my name to be printed as Matthew. Yeah. But my friends all call me Matt, and like okay. in this industry, you know, friendship and business kind of overlaps a lot, anyway. Sure. So Matt is fine. Well, there we go. I was worried about you. I, was like, I know. Oh, I saw. I saw her go. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm you're worried good. for you. You're good. Okay. My mother and father will always call me Matthew. So <laughs> if they there ever called me go. Matt, I would be like, "What's going on?" That that would be like you're in trouble. Name is if yeah. they called you Matt. Yeah, <laughs> Matt. Girl. Something that'd be weird. Yep. Well, right. 
go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, we were just going to ask, tell us about your uh, your entrance into the home warranty world and yeah. uh, what got you into that business and what draws you to it. So uh, my degree is in theater. And uh, after I moved back from uh, a little trip, to a six-year-long trip in L.A., Came back to Kansas City and uh, was working in theater here until COVID hit, and then lost all all the theater work went away. Yeah. And my uncle Mark Emmerich, he's been you've probably heard of him. You've probably heard of Mark. <laughs> he's been working for Home Warranty Inc. for uh, fifteen years now. So we cover a huge territory: all of Missouri, all of Kansas, and half of Nebraska. So it's a lot of drive time. Yeah. And after 15 years of that, you know, he was getting kind of tired of having to go all the way out to North Platte, Nebraska, which is like eight hours from here. Right. So he kind of brought me on to be a part of his team as he maybe transitions to retirement over the next decade. It just kind of depends on. Decade, guys. Decade. Yeah. Mark's not going anywhere. <laughs> to be clear. He's got young kids. Yeah. Yeah. He, does. Yeah. he does. He's got two five-year-old twin boys. So they keep him young. <laughs> so, yeah, I yeah I joined a year and a half ago. And. And um, I've learned so much in that year and a half. Really love the industry. Really love working with real estate agents. And uh, really love being able to provide you know a quality product to agents who might be needing a home warranty. Excellent. Well, I will just say from – because I, I really don't attend the, the Kansas meetings. But I did see you guys at the Nebraska meetings. And then um, we always see you at Missouri and, you know, NAR. We, we see you everywhere. And we so, always see you in Kansas, too. Yeah, we, I, <laughs> yeah I assumed good. you saw them there, but I wasn't going to say we always see you there. But I, I, we just love seeing you. We love Aww. your presence. You and Mark bring a great energy to everything you do. So we absolutely love that. But Thank you. to get us started – for people who like living with their head in the sand, or maybe they're a brand new agent and they just sure. got licensed yesterday. So just give us a quick summary of what home warranties are and what agents should just know about them. Yeah. So home warranties are a service contract to bring failed equipment into normal operating condition again. So I think a lot of newer agents might fall into the trap of describing it like insurance. And I really would discourage them to kind of get away from that because it's similar. I mean, we even use some similar terminology like deductible and pre-existing conditions. Mm -hmm. So there is a little bit of an overlap, but it's very different in what we cover. So, for example, a warranty is designed to cover wear and tear breakdowns. So if a unit or an appliance falls apart due to old age. Uh, an insurance company is going to be what covers theft, acts of God, things like that. So we're designed to sp specifically to kind of fill in the gaps where insurance is not able to cover a failed piece of equipment. So you're Aflac for your house. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Except he said supplemental. I think that's specifically what he, yeah, right. that's exactly what he said they weren't. <laughs> no, because he said they were supplemental, and I was like, oh, the Aflac duck telling me it's supplemental insurance. I'm, just, uh, I'm being, I was, maybe I just don't. I'm just going to shut up. Aflac. You just wanted to you bring just do up the, the rest duck. of the podcast. <laughs> no, I'm good now. We're done. I, I want to hear your best Aflac duck. Oh yeah, that now. would be good. We are not going to call oh, Aflac duck Bobby. with my sultry voice. That is not happening. That'll get me a coughing fit. <laughs> All right. Maybe well, off microphone. We can exactly. It. There, yeah, that'll later. work. There we go. <laughs> well, so tell us a little bit about um, home warranty and where you see it going, like in the next five years. Are there are there innovations that are occurring mm. within the home warranty industry right now? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and it's funny when Mark first started back in two thousand eight. I mean, what a very different climate oh, yeah. we were dealing with then, right? right. He was—he uh, told me the other day, man, when, when I got started back then, 
warranties were going off the shelves. Every contract. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sellers would do anything they could to, uh, you know, sell the home. And right. that, if that meant, you know, including a warranty in the deal, 100% they would do it. Fast forward to 2022, we have the opposite problem where, you know, sellers don't have to do much at all because mm-hmm. they have all these multiple offers on the table. Mm-hmm. So the last thing they want to do is pay for a warranty. So we really had to innovate last year and kind of figure out, well, if, if the buyer is the one stuck paying for the warranty, how can we incentivize them to do so? And I saw a lot of different tactics by various warranty companies. One thing that we did was offer them uh, to put them on a monthly payment plan. So instead of paying, you know, five or six hundred dollars up front on top of buying a house, mm-hmm. asking overprice, usually mm-hmm. they could just pay by month. Uh, moving forward, though, I, the big thing that we're running into is just inflation, right? Everybody's dealing with inflation. So according to my office, just this past year alone, we've seen an increase of, I think, 28 percent in repair costs. Wow. So that's huge. And it's just- And that's on wholesale, right? Yeah. Yeah. So every warranty company is like, how can we continue to to provide an affordable warranty Mm -hmm. and, you know, be able to pay these repair costs? So a lot of that, you know, partnering with contractors, trying to uh, find new ways to get them to want to work with us and use us. I also think we're going to see more caps being printed. My boss would always say, you know, every warranty company has a cap on the repair they're going to do, but it's not always in print. Right. So I think we're going to get to a place where we have to get micro specific about not only what this whole unit would be capped at, Mm -hmm. but also every single item in that unit that could possibly fail. So I think we're going to see that. And hopefully we'll see sellers become more like willing to pay for the warranties. <laughs> I mean, that's the plan. I, and we're already seeing that a little bit. I think June of this year was like the first month since I started where Mark was like, finally, this is a little more quote unquote normal. Right. So hopefully a, a balance will continue to happen. But this year has been weird, right? So I, I just feel like every year has been weird since 2020. And I don't, <laughs> I don't know when anything happened anymore. Something may have happened in 2006 and my brain will go, it probably happened in 2021. <laughs> Like, I don't know, like nothing, nothing makes sense anymore. What's yeah. up is down. And we've just learned how to pivot and change yeah. and keep thriving. But I think we're all worn out. Mm. Yeah. There is a sense of fatigue kind yeah. of in every, every I agree. pocket. Yeah. Like every vendor I talk to at conventions, like, Ugh, how do we keep going? Can we all <laughs> yeah. just have stability for a year and, mm. and just enjoy yeah. life a little bit more? I mean, I, I'm going to take this way farther than just the, the the real estate industry, conventions, home warranties. But this is actually just a conversation that I just had about 45 minutes ago as I was leaving my office to drive over here. And I think we're just all so fatigued by life and society and the normal things we used to be able to push through. We're not finding we're able to push through anymore. Like my travel schedule right now is about the same that it's been for the last probably at least six, seven years. And for whatever reason, in the last 18 months, it's just wearing me down Mm. to the point that I'm like, you know what? Do I truly want to continue doing all of these things because I'm just so fatigued? And so I think we're just feeling it. And I was just like I just said earlier, I was like, I just want to sleep in my own bed for like Mm -hmm. two weeks straight. Is that like not like I mean just be in my, like not be in a hotel bed? I don't mean I just want to be in my own bed for two. That would be lovely though. Not leave my <laughs> bed for two weeks. Holy cow! I'd probably make it like five hours and then be like I've got to get out. But 
but I think we're just seeing that. So, but it's a part of that pivoting and changing. And I think that kind of wears us out too, because we're constantly having to change and reinvent ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was having a similar, similar conversation last night as well with a realtor who was talking about a roller coaster transaction that she just experienced. Mm -hmm. And then she went on to say, you know, when I have those sort of sales, I have to take some sort of mental break oh, you know, yeah. to reset. Yeah. Which is good and healthy to do, but yeah. we don't we don't always talk about how rewarding that is right. yeah. for people to, you know, take a second. Yeah. So so sorry, I did shift us away from home warranty. So let's oh, I mean, let's get ourselves back onto the home warranty <laughs> track. But as we're looking to the future of home warranties and what they look like, what are some of the biggest issues that you encounter, mm. um, whether it's miseducation by the consumer, miseducation by the realtor, miseducation by everyone that we can take and use going into the future to make just even Matthew's life slightly easier. Right. Come on. No, <laughs> because you, you're dealing with people at their worst moment. The realtor, the consumer, everybody is just extremely angry that this thing broke. And if yeah. You're not going to come through and fix it for me. Why did I even give you all that money? Yeah, yeah. I think miseducation, as you said, is is my biggest demon. You know, I'm always coming up against this is how it needs to be presented. We need to set the right expectation for everyone up mm -hmm. front. So when something does happen down the road, the process just goes much more smoothly. So when I talk to people, I bring up what I call the two W's. So the first W is wear and tear. If you're a realtor and you're, there's a warranty on the property, make sure that you communicate to the buyer that the warranty is going to cover wear and tear. So obviously, the, thing, the big things I already mentioned that aren't covered, acts of God, theft. But also, uh, think about animal damage, any external damage. So this summer, we had several AC units where the family dog had decided mm. to urinate on mm. that outdoor condenser. Mm -hmm. Well, that urine ruins the copper, causes leaks. That's not normal wear and tear. Mm -hmm. So we need to think about any weird situation like that that might be outside of the scope of what a warranty can cover. The other W is that everything needs to be working in normal operating condition on day one. So, and how do we know everything is in working operations on day one? <laughs> Great question. Uh, warranty companies will differ on how they handle this. Some might require a whole home inspection. Um, some may not. Usually, it kind of depends on the technician's diagnosis when the claim pops up. Uh, so unless they say something like, oh, this is clearly from last winter when the furnace was on and it's now May and the homeowner bought right. the property in April, late April, then, then we would know. Um, the only other big thing is if the homeowner just comes right out and says on the phone, yeah, I went to turn it on the first time. You know what? That AC just didn't kick on. Don't say that. I mean, it, and I think some buyers think if they admit that it broke down on their watch, then they're going to be responsible for it. Right. But the opposite is true. Right. <laughs> we want to know that it was working before. It worked yesterday, and somehow miraculously today it's not working. Exactly. So, so one of the things that we talk a lot about it is the cold weather inspection waiver. Are you familiar with mm, this form? Yes. Yeah. So so do home warranty companies provide a lot, give a lot of merit to the cold weather inspection waiver form? This is for the air conditioner when it can't yes. be turned on. Yes. Yes. It's going to depend on the company again. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's not one. I basically one. tell everybody, eh, take it with a grain of salt. I don't yeah. know if it's really going to save you on your home warranty. Yeah. yeah. I I hesitate to say specifically, like, you know, I, I know what my company does, but 
a lot of times, you know, it is a little bit of a risk come around spring, April, sure. May when you turn it on. Uh, the, what I will say is the earlier you can get coverage on the home, the better. So most every warranty company is going to have listing coverage. So now that the market has, is in a position where homes are on the market a little bit longer. Two days. Huh? I know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> hopefully, you know, we can see a little bit of history there. And hopefully maybe there's even a time to get it tested then. Um, I'm afraid I don't. I can't get a whole lot more specific. No, that's okay. Than that. no, my, the other forms thing, though, and it gets back to education. It it wasn't until last year that we put a line in the contract saying that the buyer acknowledged that they were waiving their right to a home warranty, so that they understood that they could purchase one themselves. Because right. that when, when sellers stopped paying for it, that was the biggest educational lapse. Yes. Was that they didn't remember to coach their buyers that they could in, still buy it. that they could still buy a warranty. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that was a big, that was one way that uh, our industries tried to work together to make sure that buyers didn't lose yeah. uh, that coverage. Yeah. Because I, what was happening was a, since the seller wasn't going to provide it, the agent, some agents would just say, oh, well, you, and don't put that in the contract. You're not going to get it. It just muddies the contract up, right? Or something along those lines. And then the buyer would still call three months later and say, why didn't I get a warranty? I, somebody told me I could have bought one myself. Yeah. Uh, and you end up with that issue. Yeah. So now there's a line in the mm-hmm. contract where the buyer has to acknowledge that they're not getting a home warranty. Yeah. On their own. On their own. I yeah. didn't even know that. Yeah. That's yeah. great. And it does it does create this continual problem, um, especially with newer agents who've never been in the kind of market we're in now and mm-hmm. was only used to the other kind of, of market. And so their home warranties, I've never even heard of one right. of those because right. that's not even a thing. And I, I'm going to guess that this kind of paired up together, but whenever we – Sellers stopped providing home warranties because we didn't – seller just basically has to just essentially get their stuff out of the house and do nothing else there for quite a period of time. And then buyers started waiving home inspections because I don't – I want the seller to accept my offer and I don't want to cause any red flags. I always get an inspection just for your own knowledge. Has that created additional issues for you because there is such – you've said not all need to have that home inspection, but – I'm going to guess that probably creates an additional hurdle to get over if sure. one hasn't been done. So has that created additional problems for you in your industry? Because there are so many less inspections actually being performed at all. Yeah. Yeah. It really is an issue. I mean, we don't require the home inspection, but if they want pre-existing condition coverage, for example, yeah. we do need the inspection. And I mean, that doesn't affect a lot of the claims that we have pre-existing issues. But for the people that it's a problem for, it's a huge problem for. So if, you know, you waived your inspections and you got a warranty and you didn't get the pre-inspection, yeah, it does complicate things for sure. Mm. And and back to your point, Alex, about the ACs, I'm just kind of thinking about other stuff that might help uh, buyers in that situation. There is a static pressure test that can be done on the AC unit even when it's winter to see mm. how much of the refrigerant is contained in that unit. Oh, okay. Oh. So a lot of the issues we run into is like leaks, refrigerant mm-hmm. leaks. So if that can be done, that is something that our, our company sees as like, oh, they went through this, you know, they, they spent their due, due diligence to go through this process. So we are way more likely to, you know, help out come springtime. Got it. And that's something to keep in mind even without a warranty involved. Because I've heard weird stories about dishonest <laughs> sellers who know that there's a leak 
wait for their upcoming listing and then pump it with a bunch of refrigerant right before a, sh- a showing happens. And so, yeah, static pressure tests, you know, aren't a bad idea. Yeah. Good idea. So, yeah, that's good a bit. So we've now uncovered that there may be some some realtors who are not really familiar with home warranties. So as opposed to talking about the future of home warranties, let's talk about the current of home warranties here for just a second. Sure. So for someone who's not aware, we've, we've talked ACs several times, so we can I can be rest assured that ACs are most likely covered. But what are the most common items that are covered during uh, – with the general coverage, and then what kind of optional coverage can also be purchased? Sure. So your mechanical systems are going to usually always be covered by any warranty. So your HVAC, your AC, water heaters are second up on that list. And then your major appliances, usually in your kitchen and uh, also your clothes washer and dryer as well. Uh, We cover plumbing, electrical. One of my friends uses the word PEACH as an acronym for – have you heard this? Someone taught that to me, and I've always remembered it. It was at a conference, and a home warranty person got up and said, you can remember, home warranties cover PEACH. And that has just stuck in my head for like 17 (laughs) years. So it's my favorite. That's good because it really does stick in there. So plumbing, electrical. Uh, A would be air. Appliances. Oh, appliances. You're right. And then cooling Cooling and heating. heating. Yep. That's it. So that's an easy way to remember. Had you heard that, Alex? Uh, Only from Bobby last, uh, a few weeks ago, we were talking about about home warranties. She was like, all I know about home warranties is peach. (laughs) I know more more about home warranties, but I know (laughs) what they cover. I'm like, what's peach? Yeah, yeah. Our Georgia (laughs) rep loves it because Georgia peaches. Oh, I bet. It fits with her whole aesthetic. But yeah, as far as additional upgrades, I mean, we do have an add-on for like swimming pools and hot tubs, things like that. Um, well pumps, septic. We're seeing more and more warranties offer a limited roof coverage or even a slab leak coverage. And uh, this kind of addresses both the future and the current present of warranties. We're adding new things to kind of stay relevant and getting and to get innovative and creative. And we're adding uh, sprinkler systems next year. Mm. And I think a lot of warranty companies are going to be you know, adding new stuff. So if you're a realtor out there, be on the lookout for the new promotional stuff. Because the other big thing is the gas or in the water line from the foundation to the street. Oh, so yeah. no company covers that right now. It's all just the lines within the foundation. Not sewer line, line but water line. Water. Yeah, I'm sorry. Water. Yeah. And, and gas. Um, you said water line. I just wanted to confirm is water line, not the sewer line. Right. Sewer line's a huge pain point, too. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that'll be nice because I don't know of anybody else who's really doing that. Right, cool. So we'll see moving forward. I mean, I think there's a demand. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, keep oh, your so eyes and you, open. And you do get those uh, mailers. It's been a couple of years since I've got one, but every once in a while you get one from a company pretending to be like the water company, and you need to buy this coverage from right. here to there. And you're like, eh, I don't feel like you're reputable. But uh-huh. like a home warranty company, I would feel like they're reputable and somebody that I would, you know, look Built into, into that. your coverage. And yeah. it came from, you know, a relationship with your with your realtor, possibly. Right. So you trust them. Yeah. Right, yeah. Very good. What else? So what else about the future of home warranties? What else haven't we, you know, I do think at? one change that we'll see moving forward is I think we'll see more warranty companies allowing homeowners to choose their own contractor. Mm-hmm. That seems to be more and more the norm. But part of the reason with inflation costs is because there's fewer and fewer technicians out there. Right. So the ones that are out there, uh, you know, they do great work, but they're also, you know, they, they're charging more and rightly they should be because their time, time is valuable. Yeah. So I think with that in mind, um, the, some of the bigger guys who, when they started out, the warranty companies used to always, you know, have the homeowner use somebody in network. Right. And I think moving forward, we're going to see less of that and more 
of them allowing people to choose their own tech. Well, I would imagine that's really important for you since a, a, such a large portion of your coverage area is very rural. Yes. I mean, you, you've got to be able to pick your own contractor. Yeah. You might not be able to get it done. Right. Yeah. It's not so bad here in Kansas City. We got a lot right. of relationships right. with people. But yeah, you get out there to Sedalia or, you know, I even go all the way down to southeast Missouri and Poplar Bluff and uh-huh. Cape Girardeau and some of those areas. So, yeah. And even smaller towns than that. So, yeah, you're exactly right. Being able to choose your own contractor is so important yeah. for those communities. Which is another fallout from COVID is that we just can't get people to do work on our houses. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, this is an issue outside of warranties, right? Like right. everybody's struggling yeah. with That's it. Right. Just even trying to hire anyone to do anything in your house. Like we've been trying to make a roof repair since March. It's Ooh. September. Like <laughs> I just, I, yeah. What do you do? What do you do? I'm about to go become a roofer myself. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, no I would love to see you up I there have, on a hot no, roof, just yeah. sweating away. Well, and, 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 my particular home has a concrete tile roof, so you can't even like walk on the roof. Oh. Or you, well, you work in a very specific way. You, I'm like, I'm not going up there. That doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, no, yeah. Uh, and then just the last thing that I can think of with changes moving forward is partnerships between vendors. I know we're really trying to work with inspectors too. Mm-hmm. We've, we're recently offering like a limited inspector warranty. Mm. So, and, oh. and as an inspector, you know. You're human. Sometimes, you know, you may overlook something. Mm -hmm. So to have a warranty be a part of your whole inspection, that is so valuable, too, because if something was missed, we can come in and be like, hey, for sure, we'll help make that repair. Yeah, I love that because it's it's always the either something got missed or broke the next day. And Mm -hmm. and nobody can understand that a mistakes happen, that things do get missed and it's horrible and you do the best you can moving forward. But especially when something just breaks the next day, I mean. Stuff works in your own house all the time until yeah. it doesn't. So it's not that it, it was someone set out to to uh, deceive anyone. It right. Just sometimes things just break. Right. <laughs> Crazy. Right. Wait, we're logical. I can't even understand that. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, Matthew, we do want to be respectful of your time, and so we're coming up on the end of the amount of time that we've asked of you. And the last question I ask all of my guests is, "What else? What else do you want to tell our listeners? What else do you want our people to know? Just what else? Anything?" I would just say, you know, at the end of the day, when selecting a warranty company, you know, you want to make sure that you have some kind of relationship with the representative there. Even if it's just maybe you've never met them in person, but if you have their cell phone, that way you can give them a call when things are confusing or weird or get squirrely. Um, Mark and I want to be as, you know, available as the realtors are, are want us to be. So there's that. And, uh, you know, I just, again, love this industry so much. And being a performer, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm an outgoing person. So I feel like realtors are are the same in most cases. You know, they're really friendly and personal. And this whole this whole industry is about relationships. Right. Yeah. So that's first and foremost my priority. And I think that's been Mark's priority over the last 15 years as well. All right. So um, any of all any upcoming events that you're going to be at that any of our listeners might be able to run into and meet you and your personality for the first time if they've not met you before? We'll be at the Missouri Realtors Convention coming up in Springfield, which is, what, two weeks away? Two weeks away, yeah. That's about uh, when this episode releases on the 20th, you will be in Springfield. The two of us will be in Springfield together at those meetings. So if you're listening on the day this releases, come say hi to Mark. Come say hi to us. The week after that, are you going to be at the KAR conference as well? We'll be at KAR as well. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Wow. Like you said, we try to be everywhere. So those are the big things. You'd like sleep in your own bed too, huh? I do. I miss <laughs> I miss my own bed as well. Yeah. September's just busy. So. It is. September is 
I mean, I'm a speaker at conventions, and like if if we could clone myself, I could be at like 17 conventions in September. It just it's one of those months. It's just yeah. an impossible month, and we just no one breathes. Right. <laughs> just go go go. Which then goes back to the beginning of the podcast when you talked about your book, breathe. Oh, breath. Breath. Breath, Close. breathe. Oh, I put an extra letter on it. That. Whatever. I put an E on the end. Oh, yeah. You'd love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Your theater we should, work, we talk about this it would when be we're awesome. Done. Yeah, right. we should. We should end. go ahead and finish up this podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Matthew, for being Thank our you. guest today. We really appreciated you. And when we do get some of these new innovations, we'll have you back to tell everybody all about all the new, new exciting things. I look forward to it. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm.